go and top that. Such a waste of pretty face, but hanging in your nose face. I wish that you would take a look and really stop that. Top that. Well, stop that. I don't really give up about trying to top that. Top that. Stop that. I wish you finally take a real look and really stop that. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Top That, the podcast where we break down our top five lists of all different categories. Um, if you have some suggestions for us or would like to leave a comment, hit us up on our email, topthatdude at gmail.com. That's topthatdude, T-O-P-T-H-A-T-D-U-D-E at gmail.com. Also, check out our Instagram, topthatdude. We got some cool content on there. Maybe some funny stuff every once in a while. Every once in a while. It's a little every funny. Every once in a while. How are you guys doing today? Doing good. I'm in Denver right now. Mm-hmm. Coming to you live. Um, I got a little sniffles. I'm getting over a cold, so I apologize in advance if you guys can hear it. Yeah. I can. And Our- well, I, was say it's I already, gross, I already, but... I already apologized. So, where do you want to go from there? It, uh, I, don't, I feel like we didn't have a fall. It went summer. It was summer two weeks ago, and now it's dead of winter. I agree. Uh, anyone that's living in Portland probably also agrees. It did. It went from fall to winter in about a week. It went from fifty-five at night to forty, and it's yeah. it's not been fun. It's goddamn nightmare. Luckily, we have a fireplace in our apartment, so... Which is not on. Light that baby up every once in a while. The fire is nice. It is. I love it. Nice, it's nice when you guys actually have a stack of wood instead of Derek trying to burn all of his junk mail. <laughs> we got a nice snack stack now. We went and stacked up. Not just a log stack in your apartment? Yeah. Oh, so I'm just a beta cock then. <laughs> We were talking Is that the about word the, of the day? Yeah. Beta cuck and incel, words of the day. Both you, both gross. Yeah. <laughs> if you don't know what they are, go look them up and uh, read a couple stories. Uh... I mean, let's be honest. If you don't know what a beta cuck is, you're probably a beta cuck. Yeah. <laughs> That's <laughs> probably true. Don't be a beta cuck. <laughs> All right, guys. Day. So today we are doing top that sequels. The top five sequels we would like to see made. And what we mean by this is movies that don't have a sequel that we wish had more. We wanted to see more of it. Right. So there's not like a fourth Lord of the Rings on this list. Or Star, yeah, it's or Star not. Wars it's 10. right. There's no standalone movies that do not have sequels at all. I w- although I would have said if one of you put one of those, yeah, I would have been okay with it. Yeah, this is a very liberal podcast. Do whatever the fuck you want. Exactly. I'm open to it. Yeah. So but I don't think any of us did. So. If you, I apologize. Let me rephrase. If there is a Star Wars 10 on either of your list, I'll accept it. Oh, thank you. It's a nice you know, change of heart. Well, I'm trying to not be a beta cuck. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> it's too early for that. 
is pretty early. It's 10.54 a.m. Me and Nate had an indoor soccer game kickoff after at what, about 12.15 a.m. Yep. And, uh, yeah. and, we, and we had no subs for that game, yeah. which made it even more tiring. Yikes. Yeah, uh, well, um, not, not to like try to one-up you guys, but I had a cup of coffee yesterday, and <laughs> I tossed and turned for about four and a half hours. And finally woke up in Denver about 6 a.m. So that's what I saw your Instagram story this morning, and I was about to comment on the picture. Maybe you shouldn't have had that coffee. I know. <laughs> the whole time before I got to the hotel, I was like, God, I hope I can fall asleep. It's going to be a freaking nightmare. I, had a cup I, gave, of I gave up caffeine this summer, and I have had about a cup of caffeine, whether it be a green tea or just a plain black coffee maybe a month and it's always at work when I like just drag an ass and ass. every time I've done it <laughs> I've regretted it every single time because I can't sleep at night so had a cup of coffee and then got halfway to work before I realized I left my car at home <laughs> <laughs> what a nightmare what an idiot <laughs> oh my god all right. Well, let's get into this list. Yeah, um, let's get into it. I guess I'll start. Yes. Go, okay, so my number five is, I feel like it's a pretty basic-ass movie, but I really enjoyed it. Um, basic bitch movie. Uh, but I went with The A-Team, the movie. Um, I feel like it was funny, and I liked the action in it, and I loved the people that played the main characters. Um, and I would definitely watch another A-Team adventure. If You're it talking were. to Bradley Cooper, right? Bradley, Bradley Cooper, Cooper, Lee Neeson. Yeah. Charlito Copley and yeah. Rampage Jackson. Rampage Jackson. Sure you talking yeah. about the old A-Team. No, no, no. The no, movie, the, yeah. I have the old A-Team on my list. No, I'm kidding. No. <laughs> and uh, your girlfriend Jessica Beals in there, too. Who? Uh, I don't know. Yours. Um, I'm, I'll tell you, she's not mine. Justin, I'm not right? trying to start anything. I am. <laughs> so is this, so the guy who plays Murdoch, is his, is that how you say his name? Charlito? Because I'm reading it as Charlto. No, it's Charlito. Oh. And well, this maybe. is real talk. Charlito Copley's on my number five as well, so. Oh, very nice. He's, uh, he's a good uh, actor. He's a great actor. It's, I'm not going to name the movie. I, haven't been, I think but, I know it. Um, Elysium? With. Oh. Yeah, when when he this isn't my number five. Yeah, yeah. when he when he plays that villain, that's yeah, very good. He is. He reminds me a lot of. Um, oh, never mind. I'm not gonna think of this guy's name. He reminds me a lot of another actor. Um, let's dive into the A team real quick though, because that that's I'm surprised at, because I I think if there's one universally loved person on the face of the earth, it's a Mother Teresa, B Liam Neeson. Everybody loves Liam Neeson. Everyone loves Liam. I, I don't understand why they haven't made a sequel to this movie already. I don't either. You brought uh, This is unexpected for me as well, Sabrina. I didn't think you'd bust this one out. But it would be a good action series. Like you were saying, totally. actors in it. Yeah. It's a good mix of comedy. Like, and... It's a very character-driven movie. Mm -hmm. It's not like they backed themselves in a hole and they need to resurrect three out of the four characters or some shit. It's not... Lone Survivor too. Yeah, it's the eighteen. <laughs> yeah, 
Well, so I read something really interesting about the movie. Liam Neeson had wrote that he had recently, and I don't remember when this article was written, but he had he had at this point recently watched the movie, like rewatched it, and he didn't really. He said he didn't really enjoy it that much, and he didn't couldn't really like follow what was going on, what was happening to who. And I thought that was really interesting because to me, the movie is simple enough that it's easy to follow. You know, yeah. there's not like this intense winding road backstory of everything oh, that's happening. What, what do you mean? It's pretty basic. It was too basic for Liam. He was trying to find Maybe. meaning places that there was no meaning. He was I looking... guess. I mean, his daughter didn't get taken in this movie, so he was very confused. <laughs> no. That's what I was surprised. I was like, it's not taken three. Like, it's the A-team. It's pretty basic. One of my favorite things Liam Neeson is in is Ted 2. Oh yeah. Wait, hold on. Just, just when he so checks clear, out, what's the yeah, sound, Brina? What's the soundbite on that? He said he he said it was too basic. No, he didn't say it was too basic. He said he just couldn't really like follow what was like happening to who and the story and stuff. Like he just he didn't think it was made very well, and I just found that surprising because to me it wasn't that hard to figure out. You know what, I Liam, I'm not <laughs> talking shit about Liam just because I don't want him to show up on my door. Um, I don't want to yeah. talk shit on Leah, uh, Liam either, but that—that's if you can't follow that movie. Like, <sighs> I mean, again, like yeah, you maybe, said, it maybe, wasn't an maybe storyline. Yeah, maybe you got to get something else checked out in your old noggin if you can't follow the A team. Not that hard. Um, but I really enjoyed the movie, and I I think it would be a really good, like, easy one to do a sequel. Like, yeah. you could do. A, many sequels on that and in the age of everything getting a sequel you think they would have okay well yeah so, uh that's my number that's, five I'm, I'm, uh i'm very surprised they haven't made a sequel to the 18 yet yeah um who wants to go next give me give me a movie called the b team where like uh bradley cooper's character is played by ed helms and then oh my god Charlito Copley is played by Steve Buscemi. Give me Harold. <laughs> give me Harold from Harold and Kumar as like another one. <laughs> just like some B team guys, like hey, we could, and then and then just some guys like Owen thirteen in the UFC being Rampage Jackson's character. Lil no, Lil Rel plays B A Brockett. <laughs> Steven Seagal plays character oh my god that would be amazing i would fucking die i think you got an idea on your hands oh, right it. i'll write that give me a trademarking that one right now derek you want to go for or next or I'll ask me if i care i don't <laughs> um my number five also has charlotte copley and, <laughs> uh do you guys remember district nine yep that's what i thought it would be uh, I don't know if I've seen this one. Okay, so it's a sci-fi movie set in South Africa um, about aliens. And it's like a play on social issues because the aliens are... It's not an invasion movie. They're there and nobody likes them. They're kind of like refugees and they have to live in like a shanty town. And it's a sci-fi movie because he, like, ingests 
something on accident and he starts to slowly become an alien that he's on the run i think he gets some of their blood yeah he, he gets like something. oil blood in his mouth and he starts turning into one of them uh yikes that sounds like a total nightmare well i mean obviously you didn't do your homework it's a it's pretty good i like Derek touched on it, it is about like because the aliens are treated like you know the lowest of society of how we treat humans so when he starts becoming uh one of the aliens like at first he was a very get him the fuck out of here aliens suck like they're nuisance they're gross and as he becomes one himself his views obviously he's he's a very sweet gentle like beta like bureaucrat like he's pencil pusher like and it's it's filmed almost like a, a mockumentary, almost like The Office a little bit, where it's like he's like, oh, this is how you do this, and um, and then it turns into an action movie. So no. the, the movie, for those of you who haven't seen it, and it's also been out for ten years, so kiss my ass. Um, ends <laughs> oh my with he's looking for an antidote, and the one uh, alien that he becomes friends with is like, yeah, I got it. I just have to go back to, uh, you know, my homeland. I'll see you in 10 years. And he's like 90% alien. He's like, what do you mean? I can't. And he, he's like, I, I need to go back to my wife and people are after me. And that's pretty much how it ends. Uh, oh, so total cliffhanger. Pretty much. It's, we need another one of those. I would also like add Helms in this movie with, with Kumar. Um, <laughs> I'll take that. Yeah. We need some direction out of that one because it's, you left a great ending. Uh, who did it? Was it Guillermo del Toro or Peter Jackson? I can't remember. One I don't think two. it was Peter Jackson. Nito. Yeah. Nito, can you help us out real quick? This is District 9 is what it's called? District 9. Yeah. Charlto Copley. Uh, Neil Blomkamp was yeah, the director. right. So neither Peter Jackson or Guillermo del Toro. Um... It's yeah. a very good film. Yeah, that came hey, out almost that out. 10 years ago. Um, not a big build cast in it. There's not a lot of... Charlto's probably the most known actor in there. Well, for most of the movie, because you're, it is, like Derek said, it's like a mockumentary style where it's almost like there's a film crew with him the entire yeah. time. And so you're following mainly him and most of the movie he's becoming an alien and with the aliens so there's no other like huge people roles yeah there's no real need for like a star recognizable character right he uh, i see i see neil blomkamp has a lot he he has a style that's he sticks to because he did district nine and then he did elysium and then he did chappy i don't know if you guys seen those i think elysium is extremely underrated I think Chappie's extreme. I love Ch- I own Chappie. I never saw Chappie. I saw Elysium. I really liked that. Yeah, that, that was... We've never seen kind of buff, sexy, like Matt Damon. And that's kind of what he plays after. Like, bald, and then, you know... Uh, did you see any of the Bourne movies? Or you? are you just... Did you? <laughs> do you do you not think he's buff or and or sexy in, the, in those movies? You know see, what? And this is what I didn't want to... Men and body mass and weathers and 
Jesse the Body Ventura. Okay, you know what? I just I can't get over the fact that he yells at Manny Driver and and Goodwill Hunting. <laughs> he never forgave him for that. No, and no, when she's just trying to, you know, identify with him, and he fucking goes, "What? You want to hear that the motherfucker stabbed me? This isn't a surgery scar." Yeah, I've never forgiven him for that. Hey, you know what? Maybe she didn't want to hear that. Maybe he's just. You know, giving her a little perspective. He had a rough life. Yeah, we're, we're talking District 9 anyway, not Elysium. All right. And it's it's my fault for going off on that tangent, but Matt Dame, if you're listening to me, I'm still pissed off at you. So come on the show, talk about it. You know, we're not going to do I... the Jimmy Kimmel thing. We're going to have enough time for you. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm not mad at you, Matt Damon, so. so. All, right. All right. District 9. Give us a sequel. Maggie, what's your five? Yeah. My number five is, we're going into comedy. My next two are comedy. But number five is MacGruber. Oh Oh, my god, why didn't I think of that one? (laughs) I think uh, MacGruber is another one that you could have series. Like, they don't even have to tie together. No. Just give me his next adventure. Oh my god. That is such a freaking good choice. MacGruber is one of my favorite movies. It's, it makes me laugh so much. There's a, dis- there's a disgusting soundbite that I use from that movie all the time. And it's like when I'm doing good and something, and I'm just like, I'm going to shoot. I wonder how oh, awkward that dying. sex scene was to film. And Kristen, Kristen Wiig is a freaking champ. And I wonder if she just kind of like physically and like literally and figuratively just took it but the first one was Maya Rudolph in the cemetery and she's wearing her wedding dress <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> on the grid on the headstone yeah he's got her bent over headstone and he's... <laughs> yeah god that's oh gross my god. one but of I my think... favorite parts about that movie is when they're it's towards the end and they bust into the control room and he is already like ripped the throat out of the guard in there but he tapes his fingers down so he's like flipping the bird and then he had like that just tiny water cup set up for when you open the door the water like falls all over your head (laughs) and so the dead guy with the fingers taped up flipping them off has a sign on him it says you're all wet and it's like a (laughs) tiny cup of water it's just like a splash (laughs) yeah it's so worthless but it's so funny Oh shit, my fucking back! I think that would just be a great sequel, though. Because, again, you don't have to tie it to a story. You don't have to make it a continuation of the first one. The characters are awesome. I mean, Kristen Wiig and what's-his-face? Brian Phillippe. Brian Phillippe. Yeah. Shout out the Bubs. That's caused many of fights in their uh, relationship. <laughs> what? It's a pair of our friends. It's We'll talk about that later. But I just, I want to see it. I think it'd be funny. I think that I would, would be that. one that the humor is so stupid that even if it's a bad, like, bad movie, I think it'd still be good. Totally, because yeah. it's the the details of his, of his character that are the funny parts about it. How he's very detailed and he's very self-confident. He, I mean, he just thinks he can do anything. But he also can kick ass a little bit. Like, he's mm-hmm. ripping throats out left and right. 
It's the, I, it's the epitome of it, a Saturday Night Live movie. It's yeah, you have an audience that ride or dies in, for those characters. One of my one of my favorite parts about him is how like um, easily his ego is bruised when he gets what does he get cut off from that guy in the car and he <laughs> remembers the license plate number and yeah. literally goes to the goes party and sets over it. <laughs> He has that notebook just full of papers writing the, the license plate number over and over and over. <laughs> just fucking never lets it go. It's so good. You could put all of that into so many movies. Yeah. It's so fucking funny. Yeah. That was my what, number five. What a great choice. Thanks. Love that one. Thanks. Um, okay, so on to number four. Um, I feel like we've talked about this movie already but I don't care. I would still like to see another one. Um, it's an older movie, but it's Beetlejuice. Um, I feel like this movie would be easy to uh, make a sequel, and I love. it's one of my favorite characters, if not my favorite character that Michael Keaton has ever done. Can I interject uh, real fast? Yeah. My number four is also Beetlejuice. Oh, nice. So, oh, yeah. just, uh, so let me, uh, uh, I'm going to rip something from my... Uh, honorable mention real fast and put it in my number four so but continue keep talking no i mean i feel like we can talk about this at the same time um you know uh obviously i picked it first but um, <laughs> um but it's such a good movie but it's so the, like i feel like the template is so easy you could take beetlejuice and he can haunt anybody else you know right. he could we Who don't knows have to worry about, yeah, we don't have to worry about him aging because A, he's dead, and B, just throwing a bunch of makeup from Mike, on Michael Keaton. Exactly. I mean... What what would the setting... What would you want the setting to be now? Present? Day? Uh, you could do that. Or even... I, maybe if you even backtracked a little bit and did it in the 90s, that yeah. would be... That uh, would be fun. I could see... If, if the movie was actually made in the 90s, though, I could see just the super gimmicky sequel the 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 cover of the movie would be michael keaton with like a uh i can't believe this is happening face with like a female beetlejuice and a couple kid beetlejuices oh jesus like yeah he got married and he's not ready for this and you you won't believe what he gets into next and he gotta to take his kids to you gotta take his kids to beetle care yeah and I, i'm glad that's not happening because i don't want that totally but Tim I feel Burton, like, right? yes, yeah, yeah, perfect. Tim I, Burton. Yeah. yeah, I feel like if Tim Burton made a, a sequel to this and you know backdated it a little bit, but the technology now would just make it excellent. It wouldn't be you know gimmicky. I feel like Tim Burton doesn't really do gimmicky anyways. Fun for um, the whole family, right? Scare the shit out of everyone. Uh, the scene where he does his little shuffle walk dance towards the strip club. Mm -hmm. So me. good. I mean, that's... It's so good. I love it when hey, they first dig. I got a little somewhere they... over here. <laughs> yeah, somewhere. <laughs> when they first dig him up and he's just perving out on Gina Davis and like trying to look up her dress and I mean, just being the worst kind of guy. And that was just him, like, two seconds out of the grave. So fucking funny. I, I feel like that would be exactly me, two minutes out of the grave, too. That's, you know, that's, we're talking, like, the three or four good movies that Gene Davis looks good in. It's like this <laughs> and, a league, and, and a League of Their Own. 
and Thelma and Louise. Well, I mean, I thought we were talking about movies that she looks good and not a complete bad bitch. <laughs> well, can but, it be both? Uh, I guess, but it's... Um, yeah, we got a we got a similar template going on. All these character driven movies where you could go any direction, and I just want kind of the same. I mean, it's your it's how would we go different from this? It's uh, I feel like you could go a lot of different ways. I mean, you could. I feel like the the deets is add so much to that movie specifically that if you just took Beetlejuice and put them into a different like weird dynamic family or you know like a group of kids or just like a solo couple or something you know it just kind of all depends on the chemistry of who he's haunting I feel like would drive that because Beetlejuice would always be the same you know what I mean no just go fuck myself then okay well that was our number fours you and i both so why don't we move on to nate's number four okay my number four is one that again another comedy and i feel like if they made a sequel to this it would actually be shit but because <laughs> it's one of those ones that you could ruin very easily and that's pineapple express oh and i was thinking about because i love that movie I love um, Seth Rogen and um, Mr. Franco. Yeah, James Franco together. I think they're a hilarious team. And that movie was perfect for... uh, Seth Rogen's obviously a stoner. But I don't know if Franco is. But he plays a great stoner. I love Danny McBride's character in that movie. Oh, yeah. Up in here trying to get a motherfucking scholarship. There's there's a big character in that movie that slays me. And it's just a little brat kid that they end up selling weed to. Who the fuck is Chachi? When he first, like, like leans around the, the tree and goes, The fuck you want? <laughs> and it just looks like the, just a piece of shit brat kid. Kids want to buy some weed? Yeah, who the fuck is Chachi, huh? Yeah, we know how to fucking smoke. Give me the thing. Oh my god. Just angry all the time. I I need more of that kid. But I thought it was a great movie, and I was actually thinking about where they could go with it, because that was my concern. That to me isn't a movie that you can just continue and try and have the same storyline. But if after everything that happened, you had Danny McBride, Seth Rogen, and James Franco as roommates they all moved in together after what they did and then either all became process servers like seth rogan was oh my god (laughs) or in the current climate you have them start a trying to start a dispensary that's that's where i'd go with that like a little low-key dispensary that's half house half like they have to come into their living room yeah fucking kyle man yeah like they they're definitely doing the same shit, but they've come up a little bit. Like a little they're, bit. They're trying yeah, to be legal. Not much. It. They just yeah. they know it's about weed, and so they yeah. think they're going to be good at it, but they don't really understand how much goes into it. Pineapple Express tries to run a business, and hilarity ensues. Exactly. I don't sell that shit, man. 
You could even bring back in like the drug fucking lingerer, man. Having to deal with suppliers that run into fucking oh, uh, totally. Ted Jones. Yeah, or yeah, switch it up. Maybe Ted Jones' kid coming to bench him. Sell, maybe all he does sell this time is Percocet. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Percocet? I'll sell that shit, man. Fucking lingerer. But yeah, that's I I wanna see it, but I almost don't want them to do it because I feel like if they did they they'd ruin it. I, there a lot of movies I felt that way. Like there are so many good standalone movies that you love that movie so much, and I'll you know bring up a example later because I don't know if it'll be on your guys's list. But I don't. I hate when sequels ruin the first movie. Like you yeah. just trash all over it, and you should have just left it alone. Like obvious cash grab. Yeah. Yeah. Um, exactly. I, one thing I I don't know what i expected in hollywood's climate but they're just rebooting everything um they greenlit the reboot for shrek like what yeah i didn't know that yeah wow. that's in the news right now they just they, i mean they why well Did... maybe mike myers is trying to have a last like chance summer dance because he is doing a fourth um austin powers which i'm fucking pumped for um, that's a character I, I'll take some more of too. Yeah, exactly. I love that. You can't go wrong on that one, in my eyes at least. Um, that I think they're. Did we talk about this? Are they already rebooting Pirates of the Caribbean? Are oh, they? who knows? They've done like seventeen of those movies, haven't they? Rebooting? Do you mean like redoing it? Like doing another Pirates of the Caribbean first one without Johnny Depp? Yeah, uh, that's what I meant by yeah. That sounds awful. I don't think I'll be able to see anybody like Captain Jack Sparrow other than Johnny Right, he Depp. nailed that. Yeah, who who else could do that? In the first know. one, like, I didn't go through all the way and see all those movies, but the first one's so damn good. I think I saw the first and second, and then I kind of fell off. Yeah, I think that's about as far as I got to. Yeah, a lot of reboots, but I I feel like Pineapple Express would be easy enough. Like, those characters are so funny, and I feel like those guys have all worked together so much that you no matter what they really do, it would still be entertaining. Yeah, but it would have to be—I I think it would have to be written by someone who wants to write it. Like, it couldn't be yeah. someone just being like, hey, chance to make— like, I was so excited for Super Troopers 2. And I'm sorry for any members of Broken Lizard that are listening. But that sucked. Jay Chandra Sikar, you pissed me off. It I didn't sucked. watch it. I haven't seen it yet, but I didn't want to because I I just had a feeling that it wasn't going to be very good. They waited too long. Um, I, I don't know if this is true, but it just seemed like they were going to just uh, – repeat all the same bits all the same jokes is that what they did or was it even like did they even try to go different in my opinion i think they did try to go different but like the characters didn't act like their characters if that makes sense yeah like you you got an idea of all these characters from the first one and the way they carried themselves and spoke to people and what they did in the second didn't match Boo. I don't know. It just, I didn't like it. I went into it with low expectations because I thought it would be like, like the new Dumb and Dumber with Jim Carrey and um, 
what's his face? Jeff Daniels. Yeah, I had yep. low expectations for that because I Same. knew it was going to be, and I loved it. Oh, really? I was really disappointed in that. That one, to me, is one that they shouldn't have touched. I didn't enjoy that one. It wasn't great, but I didn't think it was as bad because, to me, it was just the humor, the exact same humor from before, like, when it first came out, just now. And I don't think it matches what the humor is today. Those those are hard to hit on because we're talking about a movie that's near and dear to us in the mid-90s talking to our, right. our childhood and who's that movie for because if it comes out now to kids who haven't seen it they're like what the hell was this and then it's are we able to tap into our childhood and like oh this is great or are we grown up too distant from 20 years ago dumb and dumber one it's i don't know but i agree that the pineapple express is one of those types of movies where it'd be very easy to you want to see it, but you don't want to see it. Yeah, it, it'd be easy to tap into those characters, I feel like. Um, but you don't want it to go wrong. Yes. Yeah. Good call. I love that movie, too. That's a good one. All right, Brayden, number three. Number three. Um, so I'm going back into the action realm. Um, and I'm just going to go ahead and say it. Uh, let's get another Conair sequel. Um <laughs> I love that movie. I've seen it a thousand times. I love Nicolas Cage. I don't know why. I just enjoy watching movies with him in it. Um, that story is entertaining. And I just uh, this morning read, it was an article about sequels that could have happened or that were going to maybe happen, but they got thrown in the trash. But the idea for sequel to Con Air was uh, basically John Cusack, who's also in the first one, uh, runs an airport that specifically handles the transportation of prisoners. So it's only planes coming in that are holding prisoners, and that is it. And obviously, shit goes wrong. And I feel like that would be such an entertaining movie. And if you brought Cameron Poe back in there, maybe some of the other, you know, convicts that escaped, um, I, I just feel like it would be super easy and super cheese dick, but re like highly entertaining. What if we just had a, a sequel where shit doesn't go wrong? It just goes right. And it's just a normal nine to five John Cusack. Like, uh, punch in, punch out. That guy with the, the license plate as kicker is still there. Oh, what turd. That was the worst. We obviously still need Steve Buscemi in that as the yeah. Hannibal Lecter-like swamp thing. I think he's still alive. Give me Ving Rhames' character again. Right. Uh, Diamond Dog. Is that his name? Uh, I can't remember. When they're, when uh, they're doing the, the backstories of everyone, and he's like, uh, he's he's written a book that the New York Times calls a wake up call, Reflections in the Diamond Eye. They got Denzel to play the part or some shit like that. <laughs> yeah, I love that. Billy, That's so good. Billy, Billy something, Bedlam. aka Billy Bedlam. Billy Bedlam, Baby O, Diamond Dog was Bing Rames' character. Cyrus the Virus. Yeah, so good. Oh yeah, Dave Chappelle was in it. I totally oh, forgot about that. Pinball. Pinball. Yeah. yeah. Uh, they need to write him back in. Like, hey, yeah, the shit really hurt when I fell, but I'm still alive, actually. <laughs> exactly. 
and that yeah. that's John Cusack's like secretary. She's like, "Hey, uh, where do you want these ten forty easies? Ah, uh, yeah, just bring them over here. I got those." <laughs> like, uh, yeah, that's 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 the movie I'm pushing for right now. Give me a sequel to Con Air that's extremely boring and it's about like paperwork and just the analytics of running a small business. Real life, what happens after you survive Con Air? You call it Con Air too. Yeah, just, I mean, because you're gonna get you know all the Con Air one people are gonna be very disappointed in not an action movie. Con bore. Uh, uh, so yeah, that'd be pretty that's hard my to do. Um, make a sequel that would be somewhat related because it's we obviously know that Kim Poe is not a criminal. But yeah, but he could be like you know just somehow is visiting the airport that day and it's kind of like a diehard thing where the airport like totally shuts right. down and I, some I, shit's I, going I, I'm on. I'm not saying they can, listen, if, if they can do two more Taken movies, they can do another Con Air. It's, exactly. I'm not, I'm not worried about that. Yeah. yeah. I feel like this one's definitely basic as fuck, but I would, I would be there to see that one. I would too. I would absolutely see Con Air. It's, um, did you guys ever see, what's the Simon Pegg movie? with um megan fox what was that movie called uh he's a writer kristen dunce is the love interest in it i don't know anyway he has a sound bit where he's at like a really prestigious hollywood party and he's talking about how con air is the best movie of all time because you have um you have um john Malkovich for your acting you have Nick Cage for your action and then you have John Cusack for your gaze and then that that's his, that's his reasoning why that's the best movie of all time and everyone else at this Hollywood party that's like thinking Citizen Kane is the best movie of all time like what, what the hell is this guy talking about and so Con Air that's great so you got you got John Cusack for your gaze <laughs> um, he's not wrong he's not um, have you guys seen the meme uh, on the internet about um, like at a somewhere at a hotel they posted a picture right next to the um, the blow dryer for your hair, but it's a picture of Cameron Poe with like the wind blowing on his face. <laughs> yeah, it's so good. Those were or like blow gently on your screen and yeah. you scroll down. It's the hair. Yeah. So when, they, when when John Cusack introduces him, Cameron Poe, he's a nobody. He's going on to see his <laughs> girls. And it's like the wind blowing in his hair. You don't so treat women like that. Exactly. Uh, There's so many good lines in the movie. The, oh, oh, it's Johnny 600. Uh, yeah, that's the that's got to be the creepiest line almost of all time. Um why can't I think it is Danny Trejo? God, he plays a yeah, good, Danny gross. Trejo. What does he? Johnny what does he say? His name is Johnny Twenty Three, and uh, John Malkovich is like, uh, you have twenty three roses tattooed on your body for each of the girls that you've raped, and he's like, yeah. And then he looks over at the female bailiff, and he's like, it'd be Johnny Six Hundred if they knew the truth. Oh, and it's the just worst. the sleaziest line of all time. Like how did so that get? Good. There's no way that would get greenlit in today's Hollywood, just God. today's liberal Hollywood. Nightmare. Beta cuts. Oh my God. Yeah. So Con Air is what I pick for my number three. So 
Take it or leave it. I'll take it. You guys keep coming right. up with movies that I'm like, damn it, why didn't I think of that? Well, what's your number three? Maybe I'll think that about your number three. It's also an action movie, but it's a little uh, niche. I really liked Tron Legacy. I almost put this. Ah. And for those of you who didn't see, obviously Tron is about going into the video game and Garrett Hedlund's character, which is Jeff Bridges' son. So Jeff Bridges in the original movie gets sucked into his own game. He's in there for th- uh, he's in there for thirty years. I remember this had the best teaser trailer of fucking all time. Is because you didn't think you were gonna get a, a sequel to Tron. Tron was just this this game, a movie that creator gets sucked into the game, and and that's what it is. And Garrett Hedlund is talking to like one of his dad's friends at the very start of this trailer, and it's like your your dad was on the brink of something that was gonna change everything, religion, science, and he's like, you're ta- you're talking like I'm gonna go down and find my dad at his desk like hey kiddo just lost track of time for the last 30 years and the guy's got a smirk on his face like oh wouldn't that be something and 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 the trailer ends with him obviously it, it's black screen but him saying dad and you hear jeff bridge's voice like it's been a long time son like oh shit like he found his dad and the the movie ends with him Garrett Hedlund, the son, getting back out into the real world, but with Olivia Wilde's character, which is just pure 100% video game character. So it's, I want to see where that goes. The whole, st- I'm nerding out right now, I know I am, but the whole soundtrack is done by Daft Punk. Ugh. And it was, it they was, nailed that. They it's nailed so good. The shit out of that. Like, if you're going to have a video game like Cyberpunk, you had it was a it was a birthright to have Daft Punk do this soundtrack. They they make a cameo in it as Are you eating chips? Sorry, I just moved a bag near is the microphone. What that is? Sorry. They make a cameo as DJs uh, at the club scene where that fight happens. You, you could go a million ways with this, but the, the light cycle battle was so good. It's, the visuals in that movie are nuts. So it's good. awesome. So good. I don't do a lot of drugs, but I would like to do acid and watch that. That's, you know. Tron is a great I, movie. I would definitely take mushrooms and watch that for sure. Well, now you're going too far. Oh? That's... Daft Punk is one of those bands for me, too, that no matter if they come through here, no matter what, I'm going. Yeah, I would definitely see. I don't. I don't know what it would take for me to turn down a Daft Punk concert. That would be freaking sweet to see. Well, it happens once every seven years, right? It's they're the, which is I mean they're the fucking Haley's Comet of right. music. Yep. I don't know. That's it's I you know, give me give me a third Tron. It, it the third Tron has actually been greenlit a few times, but it's in production hell, and then it's been killed. It's been brought back. It's been killed, but it's I want that. Give me that, please. Give me some yeah. more cyberpunk. And bring back Daft Punk for that album yeah. as well, soundtrack. Bring back Daft Punk for that ass. <laughs> <laughs> that, that that's a good choice. I, yeah. I would definitely love to see another Tron. I was thoroughly entertained by all of those. We saw that together in the theater, and that is one of three movies I fell asleep in because I had a really long night before. I love that movie and fell asleep in it. 
what other movies have you fallen asleep in? Because I know one that you fell asleep in, maybe your first movie you ever fell asleep in. Are you talking about Jurassic Park? <laughs> yeah, I'm talking about Jurassic Park. All right, we'll call it four then, because I didn't okay. get that one. I'm talking about my later life. I saw Robin Hood, the one with uh, uh, Russell Crowe. Fell asleep in that. And then... It's the snoozer. Yeah. That one was a snoozer, but the reasons aren't because they're a snoozer, because I actually had no energy, and it's a very nice, serene place to, like, relax. It's a movie theater. I also fell asleep in, uh, Don't Hate Me, but, uh, Black Panther. Don't at me. PJ wow. Was yeah, I was sitting right next to Nate, and I think I, was, I just got home from a long-ass trip, and had to ask him, how is he still alive? What did he, he got thrown into a river? And and now he's fighting. What's going on? I fell asleep between that whole scene where they you missed up. a big chunk. Yeah, they he climb. missed he missed like the main part. He watched the intro, fell asleep during the crucial part, and then woke up at the at the end. At the end, the, battling. The, the last thing I remember before I fell asleep was Michael B. Jordan throwing him over the side, and then. Uh, they I've seen the movie thirty damn times since, so I know what happens. But they they he he's on the astral plane talking to his dad again or something like that, angry that he ditched little Michael B. Jordan in Oakland, and then um, you know climbs up the mountain to the Jabari tribe where they have him, and they're like, hey, you know we have this body of your king. We're also uh, you know, a village of people impoverished. Can we get maybe, you know, exchange some textile goods, some electronics for this body? They weren't like that. They were basically like, take your dead body and we don't want your help. Like, we're not going to help you, so go away. Hey, this dead body is taking up some space. Exactly. I wonder if you can uh, take Chadwick Boseman's uh, body out of here. I'd appreciate that. Anyway. You take so, Chad out of here. Yeah. <laughs> There's a chat Well, here. you know what? <laughs> I'm not judging. I've fallen asleep in a few movies. Who hasn't? That's, you know, if you're not falling asleep in movies, that's... Who are you? You ain't living. Yeah, you ain't living. Also, Jurassic Park makes that list because I was also four and it was my birthday and it went a little hard. So, <laughs> yeah, I know. I had a little sugar I, rush. Went to see the movie, fell asleep. I can literally picture Dad carrying you out of that theater. So went funny. to Jones Beach, got drunk, fell asleep. <laughs> Exactly. Hell yes. Hell yeah. Um, oh. Yes. Yeah, so Very nice. Tron's my uh, Tron's my number three. Cool. That'd be a good one. Nate, what's your number three? My number three is one that I believe we talked about on a previous podcast, and that is this one is more because I think the ending it sets it up for being more Constantine. Oh, I almost put this on there. I freaking love Constantine. Yeah. Give me Keanu Reeves again. Just same character, but now he doesn't have his cancer. He's trying to live the kind of healthy, be a good person life, but he's got to fight his own demons while also fighting real demons. I love it. When did we talk about this already? Was it the devil, the villain? Was this yeah, on your yeah, list, yeah, Derek? Yep, Peter oh, Stormare. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, can, yeah can, I love this movie. Can we have him do a little crossover movie? Can he have like a desk job at John Cusack's nine to five like con oh air business? <laughs> oh my god. That would be the freaking best. <laughs> 
Uh, John Constantine works at the airport. That with just the dad from Taken. Just all these action stars with just nine to five. I don't know. Basement offices, no windows, yeah. just pissed. That was my that, that That's where the real story is. So, uh, no, real talk, Constantine, that is, I'm not even going to call it a guilty pleasure movie. That's just a movie I can keep watching. And this is before Shia turned crazy. We talked about this before, mm-hmm. but Kramer. Yeah, that's right, asshole. Chaz Kramer. Exactly. I wish Shy didn't go crazy. I love Shy. I think yeah. he's a great actor. He's pretty good. He's not my favorite, but I do enjoy watching him. I mean, I love the freaking Transformers movies, and I know that's super basic acting, but I liked him. I liked him. That's one of the only... I'm not... Maybe it's just my age is starting to show, but it was like, damn, this is almost too much. It's just an hour and 45 minutes of action. Transformers. Yeah, so much. Oh, whatever. I was there more for the Transformers. I like the first one. Yeah, the first one's my favorite for sure. Like, pretty rapidly. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't see the one with Marky Mark in it. I didn't either. Uh, I saw the first one with Marky Mark, and it wasn't. I mean, that's where to me it's just like pure action, and that's it. Like the the first one where you really start to see, like where they're coming from, why they're there, you know, developing the whole plot. I think it's entertaining, but... Hang tight. So I think the third Shia one is called Transformers Dark of the Moon. Or something like that. Do you guys remember the trailer for this? It was one of the coolest fucking trailers I've ever seen, and it was, like, transformed back to, like, 1969 when the United States lands on the moon. And it's like, that's one small step for man. And then it cuts to like Houston. Like, okay, that's it. And then you're like, okay, we have 23 minutes. And it's the astronauts running over this hill. Yeah. And, and they're on a mission. They're really like doing some shit yeah, up there. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're, they're not there to like land on the moon. They're there to like do something else. And they like, yeah. they, they get over this hill on the moon and they're looking down at like Optimus Prime or someone like halfway submerged in the sand. And if that wasn't a Transformers movie, the, I mean, the, just the cliffhanger of them, like, p- people that use um, f- fictional history, kind of, like, this is the Real life history? We, yeah, yeah. This is the reason we did this. Like, the, the setup for that, like, I want to watch a movie based off of that. Like, the mission of them going up there, like, when they first, because obviously they know something's on the moon like when they discover something's on the moon i I want a movie based on that well what if john constantine was the star of that movie would you watch it you know i just i don't think he's good enough at paperwork to (laughs) bring it back quickly though to yeah the sequel i think would be good because you could add the element of peter starmer as the devil now actively trying to get him to do bad things as he's moving along. Like, because obviously it's left at the end, this is what we talked about last time, of this battle now begins again for John Constantine's soul, the good and evil battle. And I think it would be good to have him as the devil coming in throughout the movie and just kind of poking, poking. Yeah, be more of a a main character. Yeah. I could see that. I could totally see the devil though, 
with a job at John Cusack's nine to five? <laughs> uh, question: Would you keep Rachel Weiss in the movie? I liked her. Didn't she dead? Didn't she it, die? The sister died, but she they walked away. John and her. She oh. almost died. Remember, because she got possessed by the demon, and it was coming. The son of the devil was coming through her. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's right. But yeah, I they mean, got her out. You could. You wouldn't have to. Yeah, I don't think you would have to. I don't know to. what role she would play. Like, I did enjoy her moodiness in that movie, though. Yeah, I mean, she could come in as like now they're in a relationship, and she's like his like brains behind everything. Yeah, or you know what would even work, I feel like, is that this is a total fast-forward, and they tried having a relationship, and they've broken up, but they still are in each other's lives. So it's like uh, tension. Yeah. Oh, and, and she's dating him. someone else now, and he's trying yeah. to like not show up, but he's still like jealous shit. And halfway yeah. through the movie, you see who she's dating, and he turns and look at John while they're rocking away, and he's a fucking demon. Oh, he's like that one yeah. dude that he blows his face off like at Balthazar. Balthazar. Balthazar, yeah. It's a demon like that where he looks really good, but then he's all crusty underneath. Oh my god. Let's do it. Constantine too. Let's do it. You're actually I'm dating him. John, we talked about this. We're trying to have a healthy relationship. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> the one the one like that's that's not a love story at all. And they don't there's not they don't have a romantic relationship in that movie at all. But when she's about to get into the bath like so he can like bring her to hell on that mission and she's like show her yeah and she's she does it with this tiny ass little smirk but she's like do you want my clothes on or off and like she has like a little smile like to, uh, it's 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 I there's love... enough tension in that movie between them two that makes you wonder if it's going to happen but it's not obvious where you are just like irritated that it doesn't you give, just give me a relationship with them with with shy as the sun and i'm oh really happy God. with it you know they adopt Chaz. yeah just as where are they at in the start of the movie mexico city and he's a fucking cat i have so many questions he's a cab driver how do they meet i thought they were just in like uh like a part of new york where maybe a lot in latin families live no spanish harlem Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I could be wrong. Yeah. Well, Maybe we'll find I think out that's Constantine a... too. Exactly. Yeah. I think that's a great choice. I love that freaking movie. Marina. Number twos. Um, going back into the comedy realm. Um, I am doing this purely on two characters out of this movie, but I would love to see a continuation of Happy Gilmore. Um, Ooh. I feel like if Happy Gilmore continued with his competitive streak maybe not necessarily in golf but somewhere else and runs into another foe you know it's hard to beat shooter mcgavin i mean that's one of the ideal freaking uh adversaries ever but um hear me out all right happy, happy plays a couple more golf tournaments wins them gets gets himself a nice little cash cash store and then he buys a hockey team. Ooh. And he runs a hockey team, and he runs into Shooter because Shooter buys another hockey team. And Shooter's <laughs> hockey team is much better. Yeah. One of them has Sean William Scott from doing on it. Yeah. <laughs> Doug, I'm loving Doug this. Dog. Glad. 
Let's assume um, you, know who, you know who else is there? The guy who does Slapshot Regatta from She's Out of My League. Slapshot Regatta. Slapshot Regatta. That is one of my favorite little characters, I think, in any movie. It's so he nailed Him and the wife nail it. Yeah. Shut the fuck up. Baby. <laughs> shut the fuck up. Yeah. Shut the fuck up. Oh, my God. It's like a whole NASCAR theme, like the Home Depot stuff, you know? That would be so good. Are you a yeah. hooker? Or like, oh I mean, God. a prostitute? I mean, an escort. <laughs> <laughs> they so they do play that. Like, he's so embarrassed to bring her around his family because his family's so fucking weird. Well, it's basically his brother's trash. His parents are fine, but... I feel like this is another one of those movies. The Happy Gilmore 2 would be another one that's... That it, it'd be delicate. You'd have to be delicate with it. Totally, totally. And I, I was a little hesitant to put it on there, but it's... Happy Gilmore is by far my favorite Adam Sandler movie he's ever done. Um, I love the character of Happy Gilmore. I love how he got where he was. I love, uh, I feel like you could take his character, you know, just like testy and pissed off all the time. And, you know, you could put him into a lot of different situations and to see how he reacts to him. I think yeah. that idea of owning a hockey team and shooter by the hockey team just out of spite would be fucking hysterical. Yeah. And then, Thinking of Happy and, I mean, I don't think he's the smartest guy around, but just having to deal with all the shit that goes into owning a team and press conferences and yeah. not wanting to do it. Him is getting he, frustrated he, with all that. Is he married to Virginia Bennett? Uh, yeah, I would say married. I feel like we already saw Happy, like, failed relationship in the first one. I wouldn't want to see them. I feel like she's too nice for them to, like, be broken up. I feel like that would be a good constant. It'd be good for Shooter, too, because Shooter, every time he came around her, could hit on her every time. Totally. We're talking, totally. We're talking fantasy here, but bring me Eric from Billy Madison. Oh, my God. Put him in this movie. Same character. That would, that would be amazing. Because he's obviously, he has a good business mind. He went to, like, Harvard Law or some shit like that. And he's trying <laughs> yeah. to run. And he ran track there. Yeah, Harvard track, all American. <laughs> yeah. and, and, and you know he's got an, he's got a clerical job for the hockey team. <laughs> he's got it. The desk job is the common thread in this yeah. podcast. <laughs> Derek's loving the desk job this morning. I know. <laughs> so funny. Oh um, my god, good call. No, that's a good one. Uh, yeah, happy would be again. It's one of those ones for me. It'd be like pineapple though. You'd be yeah. a little scared going totally. to see it. Like, um, if I feel like I saw a Happy Gilmore, like, reboot or sequel now, I would just be pissed. Right. <sighs> um, Derek, tear yours. Okay, I think this is, uh, I'm going into a little serious part here. Um, I want a sequel to Get Out. Ooh. Ooh. And it's there are things that I want from that movie. Um, Lakeith Stanfield's character is the black guy that gets jumped at the very start, and he's, you know, uh, he's the guest at the wedding yes, or at the party, of, of right? The very old white broad. Yeah. Which begs the question: He's there. Obviously, it's an auction that's been done before. How many other people need to be rescued? And and. Yeah not necessarily like a rescue movie but there's just there's so many questions opened also it's 
It makes me angry every time I think about this, but Catherine Keener's character, which is the mom that hypnotizes... Um, She's such a bitch in that movie. My gripe with that is that she gets off so easy. He kills yeah. her by like choking her out very like lightly, but you have so... The movie is written so well, and you have so much anger for this woman. I wanted her him to just slowly rip her apart on screen. We deserved more. And I agree. Call me a masochist for that, and call me, you know, uh, gross for that. But I wanted, I, I needed a bigger payoff than that. Um, so it's, but I mean, we need a sequel. Obviously, there are people that are hypnotized that need to be um, rescued and if you know I don't think there's a there's a job for him uh, at John Cusack's company so it's he has to you know there's no, there's no job for him at the airport no see I feel like I, I like that idea of the rescued people my thought would be so obviously the police are probably gonna come investigate what happened at the end of the movie like Beyond when the movie ends, afterwards, the police would probably come because there's a lot of dead people. Yeah. They'd probably believe then that something fucky was going on. So maybe that little township gets discovered. But what if the mom who hypnotizes, what if that person, that it's like a cult. So there's more of her. More people like her that can hypnotize people. And there's little communities all over. If you guys watch the commentary on the movie at the end, uh, Jordan Peele wrote this movie prior 2008. So it has a different ending. It had a different ending, and the yeah. ending was um, Daniel Kailu's character. Uh, when the cops show up, and it ends up being Lil Rel, but it wasn't Lil Rel. It was the actual cops, and they see him standing over uh, a couple dead white people's bodies he goes to prison and 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 that's the end of the movie pretty much and jordan peele's uh commentary on it was i wrote this movie before 2008 and then obama was elected and i felt like that was a win in the black community i wanted to give it a little more positive spin like we finally won something so that's him like kind of you know surviving and get, getting away but if he kept that original ending where he goes to prison you know, that could be a setup for a better sequel. I don't know. I don't know what I'm trying to say. I can't... No, I I get what you're saying. It, if you add that other element, that, that kind of negative of hopelessness, mm -hmm. it would set up the next one. Uh, I'm excited to see what else Jordan Peele has come out. Cause I, I am very excited. What, what was it, at least five? So I think it was three, but uh, he he had he's like the, if you like Get Out, I have a bunch more just like that. And his next one, there's a poster for it. It's called Us. That's another horror movie with uh, social commentary. Um, I I can't wait to see it. I I feel like he just freaking hit the biggest home run with Get Out. I loved everything about the movie, the writing, the acting. For, but yeah, absolutely. That's he all of it so hard. I'm absolutely subscribed to him. He's Totally. Before he's M Night Shyamalan. Before M Night Shyamalan started sucking ball. I don't know. I just watched this movie as well. I don't know if either of you have seen it, but I watched the Black Klansman 
by uh, Spike Lee. I saw that. Yeah. Uh, Jordan Peele was a producer on that. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. I. What did you think of the movie? I liked it. I liked it more than I thought I would. I didn't really know what it was about. I just knew it was had to do with a black guy and the Klan. Yeah. And I knew there I, were I knew the basics of the story, but exactly. Um, but I didn't know the like he was a detective and his interaction was like him infiltrating them and the Adam Drivers. I I thought it was a very very good movie. I did and too. I, I freaking love Adam Driver. I very much like uh, Denzel's. I don't know his first name, but John Washington. John Washington, right? Yeah. Isn't that his name, John? I don't know. Derek, don't you know his name? Who? Washington. Denzel's son. Uh, John David Washington. John David Washington. Yeah. I like yeah. him a lot. And yeah, I really, could, I really enjoyed him too. You could hear Denzel in his voice in some of those lines. I could see his face, like his facial expressions. Yeah. Um, in him a lot, but he, I. I'm excited to see him in more movies. I think he did a really good job, and that movie was really good. And then I love that they had uh, Topher Grace play David Duke. Yeah. Perfect. So good. Yeah. So, so good. Yeah. Get Out 2. That's a good one. Great one. Um, Nate, what's your number two? My number two, I'm going to go out on a limb here and, and venture guess that neither of you have seen this movie. But it's a Disney movie, and it's called John Carter of Mars. You would be right. I've not seen that. I know, exactly, I know exactly what you're talking about, but I guess I have not seen this. So it's a movie that came out, and it had a massive uh, budget to be made. It was something st- stupid. I think it was... I, I'm not even going to guess, but it was... I know that this was one of the last-ditch efforts for Hollywood trying to make uh, Taylor Kitsch an A-list star. Yeah, so it is. Taylor Kitsch is John Carter of Mars. And the story is that he, like, it has to do with inner space and aliens and all this shit. And John Carter is a guy from Earth who ends up, I forget how, I, I've only seen this movie once or twice and it was a while ago. Um, but he gets teleported or somehow ends up on this alien planet. And obviously, hey, from Earth has no idea of, like, is seeing aliens for the first time, doesn't really know what to do. And he kind of just has to figure out his way through being captured and meeting these alien people and trying to find his way out and figure where he is, how he got there. And it was a very good movie. I watched it. It was one of those movies where you have nothing really that you want to watch. You just, there's some movies that you haven't seen. You have no real interest, but you haven't seen them. So I'll put one on. It was a rainy day movie. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. This was one of them. And I thoroughly enjoyed it. And the cliffhanger at the end is... Don't tell me. Insane. No, it's not insane. But it's one of those ones where you're like, God damn it, now I want to see... It. There has to be a second one. Cause you I want more. It. Yeah. I remember uh, they set that up to be a huge franchise because they were like, okay, this is hundreds of millions of dollars. Taylor Kitsch gave me the next star and it wasn't well received. No, it flopped at the box office. So I just looked it up. It... uh. The budget was $250 million. That's a quarter wow. million for anyone doing math. It made $284 million. So it only grossed $34 million. 
No, it only netted thirty-four. Netted, yes. Yikes. Netted thirty-four million. So get the net. They, yeah, they didn't. They when that happened, they were like, "All right, I believe they were going to make this a series." And when it flopped, they were like, "No, we're not. This is out." I'm someone who likes Taylor Kitsch. Uh, he was in the the uh, Friday Night Lights series. Um, he was also in. You guys remember Savages? Yeah. Oh, yeah Blake Lively. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's a great movie. Yeah, it's a great. Yeah, great. I like that movie too. Yeah, that's. A, I love Salma Hayek in that movie. Yeah. Oh. She's a bad bitch. Mister Eat Shit Caviar. I would so like good. Salma Hayek and Penelope Cruz to be badass sisters in a movie. That would be a good movie. That would be a nice little setup. I know exactly what movie I want as them as sisters. I want a sequel. I want a good sequel because there's been like 10 of them. A good sequel to From Dust Till Dawn. Remember Selma Hayek's character? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Santanico Pandemonium. Yeah. I want Penelope Cruz as another like demon stripper. Or like maybe the facilitator. Maybe they do HR at John Cusack's company. I don't know. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> they're pencil pushers. I don't know. They're the receptionist. Yeah, they're the receptionist. Uh, uh, then they have freaking John Carter, you know, as like the delivery guy. I'm waiting for it to rain so I can watch John Carter so I can be, uh, catch up with you guys. Yeah, Disney, bring it back. Smaller budget, bring it back. I want to see more. Nice. Or, you know, I like it. I'm going to have to check that one out. The, or the truck driver. Give him a UPS truck that he drives for John Cusack's company. Or <laughs> oh, my God. I love it. Where are we at? Are we at number oh, one? We're at number we're one. We're at number one. Brino, yeah. final lap. Okay, so I feel like my, the shreds of my list have been like, a little action, a little comedy. So it's fitting for my number one to be True Lies. I would love to see a sequel for True Lies. The combination of Arnold Schwarzenegger and Tom Arnold just kills me. It's so good. I was so thoroughly entertained by that movie. Dickhead. I could definitely see them doing another round of it. It's so good. I, I so, used to die at that part when, when he's wearing the sunglasses. And he's like, hey, Beavis and Butthead are right behind you. Well, you think I'm blind? Well, you do look like Ray Charles. Exactly. They're so fucking funny. His, I, I wouldn't even call it deadpan comedy, but it's just their banter back and forth is so good. It's when so good. When Tom Arnold finds out that Arnold Schwarzenegger's wife is cheating on him, he's so <laughs> happy. Welcome like, to the club, buddy. The club, yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay, now that we're talking about that, I want a whole fucking standalone movie of Bill Paxton's character. Oh my god, right? Wow. That would be so good. R.I.P. Bill Paxton. R.I.P. That might that and and the Storm Chaser from Twister, your two best roles you've ever had oh, in fucking life. I love it. So good, Billy. God. The, that's one of my the sleazy my sleaziest favorite line anyone's ever said when he's unknowingly talking about the guy's wife. I'm I met this girl, she's begging for buttermilk, she could suck start a leaf blower. <laughs> and you fucking Arnold Schwarzenegger is just ready to kill him. It's so good. Suck start a leaf blower might be one of the grossest lines I've ever heard in my fucking life. I know. It's so so bad. Uh, but this almost made my list. This was in my honorable mention. It's, it's yeah. such a. That's an action movie that has absolutely stands the test of time. That, that's totally. Probably, it's yeah. so funny. The action's good. You, it's, 
you know, when they really start getting into it and fighting those guys, it's, you know, it gets a little serious. And Yeah, it's and, a good transformation of Jamie Lee Curtis. This is, oh, Jamie yeah. Lee Curtis, you've aged fantastically well, but you're still a, a, a 10 out of 10 fox in this movie. Um, what about uh, Cassandra, Juno Skinner? Oh, yeah. Tia well, Carrera? Yeah, I was, I was talking about my girl, though. I know, I'm just saying. Yeah, she, she she's not the only good looking lady in that movie. Yeah, but you know she poops really good because she's been doing that Activia commercial for like fifteen years. Oh my god! <laughs> god uh, good. Yeah. so good. And what about Eliza Dushku, the daughter? She ends oh, up being in uh, Bring It Eliza On. Dushku. Yeah, I like her too. She's one of my faves for sure. Oh god, what, Harry! I I don't know. They got Dana. They grabbed her in the middle of the night. I don't. My Dana. Yeah. So good. Dana! The yeah. way he freaking runs after her. Sorry, Dad, gotta go to school. Their biker boyfriend. Give me a buddy cop movie with with Tom Arnold and Bill Paxton from that movie. Oh, yeah. my God. Give me Bill Paxton in the basement at the airport. Give him a desk job. <laughs> Sign him up. No, no, he has the same job. Because you know how every airport has, like, rent rental cars? He's just the next door guy, next door like business guy, no, always trying to hit on the girls. He's driving shuttle at the airport. That's yeah. his job. He's driving people around. And Penelope Cruz and Selma Hayek would never in a million years fucking touch this guy. But at the same time, when he's picking up these customers, he's like, you see those two girls? Yeah, bang both of them. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Okay, you ready to move on? So good. Yeah, that's well. Yeah, my number one true lies. My number one is a movie that has – they've already made a sequel to this, but I – okay. I'm just going to out with it. Uh, the Dark Knight Rises was a movie we got, but I want it differently. And if you guys remember uh, The Dark Knight, which is one of the best movies of all fucking time. Um, right. Okay. Do you guys remember Heath Ledger? obviously as the joker and the movie ends very almost anticlimactically with his character of him just being in captivity and that was it the movie so this is before heath ledger's death the third one was going to be the joker in arkham asylum being eventually broken out by harley quinn and then obviously heath ledger died so they had to go a different direction but give me another movie with Heath Ledger's Joker. Give me Margot Robbie as as Harley Quinn. And give us a whole nother movie of that. Directed by... Who do, why can't I think of his name? Nolan. Christopher Nolan. Christopher Nolan. And I will die happy. Margot Robbie and uh, Heath Ledger would be a phenomenal team. Ugh, they would kill that. Heath Ledger has his creepy kind of like... The thing that I didn't like a lot, if anybody's seen Suicide Squad, about their relationship in that movie, the Joker and Harley Quinn, is I felt like the Joker was too into her. Now, I'm not a huge comic book fan to where i know all the ins and outs of relationships but i always thought their relationship was yes they were strongly loved each other but at the same time the joker was 
also very selfish and screwed her over all the time. And I feel like Heath Ledger's Joker, the way he played it, would be a perfect setup for Margot Robbie's kind of out there, bubbly, energetic. They would play off each other so perfectly in that they'd have those very intense love moments, and then there'd be other moments where Heath Ledger's Joker would just not give a fuck about her. Just super toxic. Yeah, within within like a setting of something is like something is happening where he's got a job that he's trying to get done or Batman's around and all his focus goes off of her and now he's locked in and she may suffer because of that. Yeah, she'll never be his first priority. Right, when it comes but to then Batman. afterwards, obviously, he treats her like she what she is. Yeah. I would love to I'm, see I'm that. curious to see because if those of you that saw the dog shit movie of Suicide Squad know the only two good parts of that was Margot Robbie and Will Smith's characters. Yeah. And I, I don't think you can't fit Margot Robbie's character into a Chris Nolan movie. So I'm curious. I want Margot Robbie in the movie as Harley Quinn, but how would that be used? Um, See, I think she could play her her character a little bit from Suicide Suicide Squad. Just she'd have to make it a little more serious and a little darker. And that's I remember that's I remember reading that's what Suicide Squad was supposed to be, and then test audiences hated what it was oh i heard that because if you remember they came out with a suicide squad trailer yeah. at the very beginning that was super so dark. good super dark so good. got me jacked for it i read that the uh studio kept wanting to rewrite it that the writer dropped out they brought in another guy that rewrote it in like six, six months weeks. no six weeks again six weeks to write six it. weeks and that's Jeez. when all that the color pops and all those, all the like neon and that look came in. Give, uh, I'm being selfish, uh, wanting more and more Heath Ledger, but that, that's the number one movie I want is I want an actual Dark Knight Rises with Heath Ledger. Give me Marvel. We Ryan. all want more Heath Ledger. Yeah. So it's, uh, yeah. All right, Nate, all right. let's hear your number one. Yeah, that's a good one and perfect. Let's stay on Chris Nolan. My number one is Inception. Ooh. I what? love the way that movie ended, but I also, I hate it. I hate it because I love Leo's character so much that I don't want him to be trapped down there forever. And I want a sequel where that is addressed. Maybe he is yeah. down there. And now the team has to go back in and get him out. Like it opens with Leo unconscious in a bed and everybody's trying to figure out, oh my gosh, he didn't come back. And they have to go in and save him. Maybe it's they're just continuing their dream. Maybe it's John Cusack asking for his reports. Yeah, <laughs> Maybe. it could be. They, that movie is, it, it almost made my list. Um, it it gives you the ultimate freaking cliffhanger. I mean, By far. It, it's perfect. That top spinning is just, you're, you're entranced by it, waiting for it to fall. And then right it. before it goes black, you get the little like, Wobble. Yeah. Yeah. It's um, perfect. Shout out to Hans Zimmer for absolutely killing that score and making that movie. Yeah. That is a great score. Yeah. Um, the, 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 I don't think I can, I, you know, off the cuff, I don't think I can think of a better ensemble cast ever in a movie. Everyone hits so well in that movie. Joseph Gordon Levitt, 
Tom Hardy, Ellen Page, Ken Watanabe, everyone yeah. just kills their performance. Uh, that... Cillian Murphy as as the villain slash hero ish. I love how they yeah. do. I love how you you're supposed to hate this guy. You don't really hate him, but he's like the villain. But you sort of sort of like him. You empathize with yeah, his you, situation. Yeah, you do empathize with him. And you know, it's Tom Berenger's in the movie. It, it's Why a great. Why am I selling Inception? Great. Like I don't know. Seen it. <laughs> exactly. Seen this movie. We all love it. It's good. It's number one for a reason. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that's what I just the sequel to it. I I hate. I love the cliffhanger. Like it's yeah. one of the best. But at the it's same time, the I ultimate. hate it because I worry about Leo now. Uh, is Who he doesn't? down there? Love Leo. I don't want him with the crazy. What's her mod? What's her name? Mary yeah. Mar. Yeah. Ma- Marion Cotillard. Remember. Mary, yeah. Mary Mary <laughs> oh my god but i don't want him down there with her forever no no that'd be terrible. she had her chance yeah she jumped exactly. off she went crazy yeah god. get but your yeah. own leo yeah get your own leo you know that would be my number one i want to that's a it. great great choice i would you love to see so i feel many... like you're, you're definitely not alone in that one i think a lot of people would love to see another inception nolan do it. What? Yeah. What? I said Nolan. Oh. <laughs> Nolan, do it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's he needs to make some more money. He's obviously, you know, he's he's got a job. They're hiring him to go into other people's dreams. So like, Leo needs money, and he's just kind of like doing the grind thing. And she's like, "Yeah, I'll do this guy's dream." Let me go in there. He has a fallout after this mission. He's just a fucking a shady one now. Yeah. He's got knockoff sleep juice yes. and shit. He's incepting people that are passed out in the airport. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be perfect. <laughs> and we've come full circle. <laughs> full circle. Good job, guys. Love Thanks. it. I want this. What was the last theme? Give, give me the freaking Paul Walker football movie and then this John Cusack airport movie. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Oh, my oh, God. Man good list you guys yeah, yeah that guys, was a good one i know yeah. we missed yeah. a ton so if you got something good email us yeah you got some sequels you want to see talk that dude at gmail.com hit us hit us up you got any notes for us send us those too yeah, don't got, forget to follow us on the instagram you got a request for a top five list that you want us to do hit us up again hey send it on over thanks larry thanks hey, larry. larry you're the best and uh, we'll see you guys Top. next time. Top that. Right, Top that. that. will make a fool of you. Top that. <laughs> Top that.